Okay, welcome back to our next um, Sarcasm Colored Glasses review of Birds of Prey. This time we'll be going a little more in-depth. We will be having spoilers. So if you stumbled into here by accident, please check out our spoiler-free version. Or if you don't care about spoilers, then go ahead and keep listening. But don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> so anyway, I've already established that I like this movie a lot. And um, they did a really good job with the characters and the storyline and um, uh, the expectation setting to think about, you know, the Deadpool not the Deadpool, but um, the movie Deadpool. And to be even more specific, now that we're getting into plot-wise, um, think about Deadpool 2. And if you do think about it, you'll see a lot of similarities, even like just in, I mean, baseline story, as far as you've got, you know, your anti-hero um, going about their anti-hero ways and stumbling upon some kid that needs saving and you gather together a bunch of uh, miscreants and um, uh, people that you wouldn't normally think be working together to help save said kid. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically uh, kind of, if you're looking at the bare bones of story-wise. Um, and of course, like I said before, this movie is not about Harley Quinn. It is an origin story of Birds of Prey. Um, because, you know, as in the end, um, uh, because you're, you're thinking, cause you're like, okay, this is a hero group. So what's going on? You know, she's with, she's with a cop, an assassin and, um, and, uh, and a vigilante and, uh, a, a future Batgirl. So you're like, okay, so where does this, uh, very well-known villain fit into this? And how does this go into, uh, play here? So, you know, in the end, they end up being, you know, I mean, she really announced it. She's like, she's like, oh, you know, they went off and they're doing their do-gooder hero thing. You know, they're calling themselves birds of prey, whatever, you know, but then Harley rides off into the, the sunset with her sandwich and, um, and Cassie and Tell, um, because obviously, um, she is not at the point of becoming a Batgirl, but, um, she's, you know, involved in everything now, uh, and so, um, so who knows where he goes from there, right? So, um, so as far as, like, uh, breaking down the characters a little bit more, one thing that I found pretty exciting was, uh, the portrayal of Huntress by the former Ramona from, uh, Scott Pilgrim. I gotta watch the whole freaking movie and did not pick that up. And I'm like, I know that face. Where the hell do I know that face from? And, uh, you know, do my Google search. And not only was she Ramona and, uh, Scott Pilgrim, but also was, like, on, like, Passions and other, like, freaking soap operas. How freaking weird is that? Um, but unrelated to the portrayal of the character. Um, but one thing that I liked about her portrayal of the character was um, the fact that she was, you know, she was the, the badass assassin, kill all these people, you know, don't crack any emotional face or whatever, and they just casually walk away. But 
when it comes down to having a conversation, you're completely socially awkward and have no idea how to interact with people. And um, so she's like, she's like, you know, like, bam, 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 shoot, 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 whatever. And then she's like, um, so I don't know what's going on here, but um, I'm going to leave, you know. And so, and, you know, this whole like uh, it, it brings it down to these more relatable term, you know, you're not sure Mila Hovovich, you know, like jumping out of the sky, you know, shooting bullets, doing flips, and Xena yells and cries, and then, you know, you land in your superhero pose and just walk off into the darkness, you know, you do all that stuff, and then, and then, you know, people are looking at you and, you know, expecting a response, and you're like, uh, you know, you get, you're just trying to throw out, like, these catchphrases, like, do you know who I am? And they say, no, no, that's not right. Do you know who I am? Wait, no. And, you know, and, and that's, uh, that, that playfulness kind of, like, um, brings the character down to a human level and um that's something that we like a lot um we want to like feel identified with these characters um black canary where um obviously you've had your um you know if you're going through your history and stuff you know we obviously an arrow fan um so we've there you've gone through like three different canaries right um one, two, three. Yeah, I think three, maybe four. Who knows? They just go through so many. Um, and this isn't even talking about doppelgangers from like other Earths. But I digress. That's another episode. Um, so in our in our Arrowverse, um, you've got Laurel Lance, right? But if you do your Wikipedia search, and this is one of the characters where it ends up being um, so crazy because there's like five different versions and like stories, and but yet they have similar names. It just doesn't make any sense. But hey, th that's how comics are, right? And um, that's why we have to unite the world into Earth Prime because everything just didn't make any sense before. But Anyway, so the uh, arrow they played it off later as you know it's like it's like oh you know Laurel is actually her middle name it's Dinah Laurel Lance um, because in the comics who's Black Canary Dinah Lance right and um, and uh, also like you know the different iterations of it because she had there was the one and then there was a the daughter and so I think it was like Dinah Dinah two whatever stuff like I can't remember everything but regardless of any of that um, this is the comic Dinah Lance of being the daughter of a previous canary and so you've got the you know coming from tragic um upgrade uh backgrounds jeez how to mess that up um tragic backgrounds and you know like not wanting to be a hero but wanting to do good thing right and so and then you know obviously you're going through your motions and then that's where she ends up right um you know uh montoya throws out that thing she, she's like she's like oh you know um she made things about like what her, her mother would think of her and then finally when it's at that point when she's got to do her canary cry she's like she's like you know what to do and then bam there it is and you know you you've got your the tease of it when you when she's singing and you see like the uh the glass vibrating and you're like oh it's like okay so you're not just taking like um somebody giving her the name black canary and she's not gonna have any powers and it's like no she's got the power she just doesn't want to use them yet and so again it's origin building of everything so you know you have your character your one spot and you're moving 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 and then you end up in your end spot where you know you're you're the hero and after all of these crazy circumstances um and obviously um and 
the uh, the portrayal of Cassandra Cain. I, that's one character where, like, I can't say I know a lot about. Um, she's never been portrayed in anything other than Injustice. And in Injustice, it really was just, like, a uh, another character skin. Which, you know, you, you don't really get to see how the personalities or what the backstory and things, unless you're reading about backstories. But it was something where, so it's, like, it's kind of, like, very liberal license. This is the first time on screen seeing this um this version of his character and so for me like without i without having to research you know i can't say it's like oh you know those characters are spot on or well that was way off you know but um but it was a likable character you know and also along the same lines of like you know she's like a uh, a pickpocket and you know she's like smooth and she's walking by you know she's st- grabbing this purse she's like oh I, l- I like your purse grabs her watch walks away oh I like this oh oops I bumped into you in the pocket in the pocket and all this stuff but you know so you're like oh yeah you know she's pretty good but then she gets caught over and over again so you're like how much of a good pickpocket are you you know and, and the cops apparently getting arrested over and over again for the same freaking thing so yeah, you can smoothly seal stuff, but, you know, you're so conspicuous that people are, like, they notice stuff missing, and then they come chasing after you, so, you know, again, another relatable character, where, um, you know, you're super good at something, but then super bad, too, um, and then our, um, our villain as well, which appeared to be somebody who was, um, you know, not really recognizable or anything like that. It was, uh, you know, Black Mask wouldn't have really seen him. But if you're really, like, uh, digging into, like, if you think back to the, the animated series or, like, other animated cartoons that you've seen of Batman, you know, one of the villains was, you know, a guy with a black mask on, right? And uh, so it makes it feel a lot more... Um, powerful than it did you know when it just seemed like it's like okay there's a random guy chasing after harley you know and and i don't know anything about him but then when i saw this black mask it's like oh yeah and you know and i i love even even his you know story of how you know obviously they don't tell you whole much about where he came from or anything like that but it's not relevant you know it's really just um his growth up until he puts the mask on he says like okay we're doing business now. Now shit is real. And um and so, you know, like that that was very exciting. And like Victor's ass, like I really feel like they did so good with them like uh you know it's like and it's funny because as soon as they said like zazz i'm like wait what or and i'm like oh my god there's and then you're noticing the scars and then he talks about scars i'm like yes finally um so and this is like me nerding about comics because obviously if you haven't read the comics or not that i've claimed to be a huge batman fan where i've read all these things but you know i've done my google searches and i've uh you know i've watched like the animated things and stuff so to see certain characters that you didn't often see or that you haven't seen in the big screen and done properly i mean i uh that that's that's just exciting alone but like but hey let's watch this away let's say that you don't know any of that stuff and you're just kind of watching this movie is just i'm watching this movie you know i don't know no background about all this stuff i know harley from suicide squad i know she's a joker's girlfriend all these other people i have no freaking clue what's going on yeah black canary i heard about her from arrow and um other than that i don't know jack but will you be somebody that is still entertained and um and i i would feel i mean i got you know i had my like nerdgasms over stuff like that but that's you know that's just because you know that 
those particular things that I know about. But I think that even just going in, because like my wife is watching, she's she's laughing her ass off, um, and um, and enjoying it as well. And she does not have the same history as you know as I would with these characters. And um, but it's I feel that the way this was presented, and if you didn't have that history you would still be interested to research into it. It's like, hey, you know what? I want to find out more about Huntress. I like that story that they're telling about, you know, her um, you know, her coming from the mob thing and all this or Black Canary. Like, what what is this stuff that they're talking about? Her mom, her mom was Black Canary? What happened to her? I want to find out more. And so, and that's right there. That's what make these makes these things so great. It's not so much just like, okay, I'm appealing to all of these nerds um, who are finally getting the things that they want, seeing these characters that they've never seen and seeing them portrayed right. I'm also appealing to the people that are just going into the movie. Maybe they're married to a nerd. Maybe they're going with their friend who's a nerd. Um, and, you know, do do I want them to feel alienated or do I want to bring them into this color ch- culture? I'm going to make more nerds. I'm going to make more geeks. And I think that that's, that's the beautiful thing about these movies and how um, when these things are being done right, you know, um, it's if, to be able to reach out to the masses with stuff that is accurate and pull people in to make them make them want to know more you know um how many people went to see black panther just because you know it's just because and without having all the other back history of the 12 other movies that came before it, and then found themselves reaching in and you know because obviously they watch black panther and then they want to see more of them then they watch you know infinity war and then they see all these other characters and then you know maybe it start getting drawn in and then like oh you know what let me go back and watch that movie or let me start you know let me google black panther let me see like these interactions and um and stuff, and then you're building a fan base, and you're th- that's that's really where we want to be. That's the excitement of these type of movies when they're done right. Um, it's not just something appealing to people that have that are already into this, and it's not also not trying to make it for the masses that you end up destroying what it is you know like a let's take star trek 3 like i i love the star trek reboot and um like the characters and everything like that but star trek 3 i mean come on that was like fast and furious in space and so it was so far off of like you know what star trek is that it was just you know it, it was I mean, I've watched a movie I like, but if you want me to rate between the three movies that that I like, the third was the absolute worst, you know. Um, so, and as far as rewatch, I'll rewatch the second one over and over and over again. The third one, if it's on and there's nothing else on, I won't change the channel. But um, that's something where, and you know, because they're trying to make it, trying to make Star Trek too cool, you know, it's like, I'm, come on, it's Star Trek, you can't make it that cool, you know, it's like, and enough with the Beastie Boys, um, you know, <laughs> I love it, but it's like, you're milking it, and um, so you don't want to take something that is so far away from what it truly is, and what the, um, so that you end up alienating the true fans, so something like this, like, I feel like it really did, like, you know, it did did both, you know, and so that, that excited me, and I hope it excited you too, and I'd, I'd like to hear what you thought of the movie, um, 
obviously I didn't get super in depth and, and you know, just, um, but and whatever, you know, if you've seen it, we talk about it more any other time, but so anyway, let me know what you thought about it. Um, leave comments, um, hit me up on Twitter, um, HJism, um, or any of the other things. Um, and yeah, that's it. And so I hope you're seeing clearly and you've got your prescription filled until next time.